podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Masterclass, the Manchester United Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Haydar Obani. Hope you all had a lovely Christmas. This is Manchester United's game just on the day after Boxing Day. It's the 27th of December, Rob. And it wasn't much uh, Christmas cheer, was it at all? Awful, awful performance. Manchester United lacked cohesion. They lacked leadership. They lacked quality. They weren't doing the basics properly. It's very, very frustrating. I'm sitting here. Man United have got the draw. So I think that we were quite lucky to be on to get that goal. And we're lucky to be sitting here with one point. But it's just not good enough. But before we go into it, Rob, make sure, guys, you give us a follow on at TF Masterclass. Give myself a follow on at Hayda underscore Robani. And give Rob a follow on at underscore Rob underscore B. Very, very poor performance, Rob. And where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Well, first of all, you've got to be a football team. Yeah, if you want to be at Man United and you want to be an elite paid athlete at this football club, you've got to be a footballer, haven't you? There was very little football out there today from individuals and as a collective. And, you know, one of the things we used to say going back to Ole, and I think this is really important today, this game kind of shows a lot of that, is that it doesn't matter what tactics you've got. You have one of the great tacticians in European football running your team. If your players are just not doing it for whatever reason, this is what you get. You get this kind of abject display. So I think that looking at it with a kind of balanced head, like obviously during the game, like every Man United fan, I'm furious and upset. And, you know, it's a horrible performance to see. But from my journalist side of it, looking at it, I can say that this 16-day break has not helped United in the sense that there was very little training going on during that period. You can see that players were huffing and puffing. You could see that there was a lack of maybe preparation, which, you know, for a Ranić team is not something you normally would say. But of course, COVID has played a big part of this. You know, we had 19 players, 19 staff with COVID just kind of 10 days ago. And my God, they all look like they still got COVID out there, don't they? You could see like that Rafael Varane could not even run. So I think the the manager's gone out and he's picked a team that, that he thinks can win this game. He's playing a system that he's played all the way through. I think what was really, really interesting with this, and it's the key point, is that for 30 minutes against Crystal Palace, I said it before, we got Ralph Ranić football. We got counter-pressing. We got high intensity. We got pushing up the field. Since then, we've not seen it. We didn't see it tonight. United looked befuddled. Against Norwich, they looked all over the place. And today, you know, you could lose this game very, very easily. You probably should lose it. So getting a point is okay. But also one of the things I said when Ranić got the job was that we might see these really horrific displays in the early days because to teach these guys the press to do these things, it takes time. But you can see the problems at Man United and they run from every position like, thank God for David De Gea. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those things. David De Gea is the guy earning his wage. But, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the taxes. We'll talk a little bit about the game. But I really want to talk about leadership today because I think in this kind of game, 
You need your club leaders to pull you through. And it's just not really happening. And I, I, I'm interested. I find that an interesting concept. You know, like everyone on Man, on Man United Twitter, what they're talking about. Oh, it's about Martial. Martial wants to leave. Let's give Martial a load of this. This has got nothing to do with those types of players. This is about the leaders at the football club. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, before we do that, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you've got this, if you've seen this on Twitter as well, mm -hmm. give it a retweet as well. We're going to get as many people in the comments so we can break that down. And Mark saying, I don't know how you guys are going to break this one down. That was shocking from those players. <laughs> Painful. Yeah, I mean, look, Kieran saying here, when we talk about leadership, Harry Maguire's captain, 100% I want to touch on that. But we will talk yeah. about it in a minute. But Rob, let's just start with the selection. And actually, uh, as usual, Manchester United's selection comes out. There's always an up for a why is this player not playing? Why is that not playing? Not playing? One thing I do want to say, and we said this in a previous masterclass under Oli, when Oli used to select a front three of Rashford, Mason and Ronaldo, and then it was just Bruno behind. We said, where's the creativity going to come from? I'm not even going to have a go at McFred today because, and I tweeted this during the game, because we know they're never going to control a game. And when you talk about what Ranić banged on about when he first came in, control, control, control. Not one player in this squad has the ability to control. Maybe Nemanja Matic is the closest person, but he's not going to play with his age. But you look at it, Ranić played the 4-2-2-2 again, and he selected no Sancho, which for me was puzzling because you need that creativity. We know McFred aren't going to give you that creativity. Bruno Fernandes is creative, but he can be erratic. Then you've got three players in Rashford, in Ronaldo and Mason, who, whose first thought and intention is always to go and shoot for goal. So when you look to that starting lineup initially, I, I thought, United might struggle here to create. And they did, didn't they, in that first half? They really did struggle. And throughout the game, I can't think of many big chances. And then you saw, we saw Cavani come on, Van der Beek, and we saw Sancho. And immediately when, sorry, not Van der Beek, Van der Beek didn't come on. He probably should have come on, in my opinion. But you saw Sancho come on. Immediately, Man United were creating. The goal came from Sancho and Cavani's link-up. Because these are players who are who who have good movement, who understand, you know, when to go and when to stay. And they're creative on the ball. So that was one of my things I was thinking before the game. I understood why he was maybe giving Sancho a rest. But it, for me, there was a lack of creativity. And we saw that. And it should come from the fullbacks. The fullbacks didn't get offer anything today. I do want to talk about Tellez as well. Because I think Luke Shaw should be coming back into this side now. I think the fullbacks are both gone. And we will talk about both fullbacks. Because I thought they were both terrible today. And their core job of defending just shows today that they can't do it. But we'll touch on that a little bit more. But I just think when you look at it and you look at the first half and the second half, the first half, obviously nothing happened at all. United couldn't do anything. With the team selection, I'll say this, is that we don't know what the health factor is there with COVID. So we don't know which players had COVID badly. We don't know which players had COVID with no symptoms. So there could be that as an excuse as to why Jaden Sancho didn't start. We don't know which players had COVID. It wasn't really announced. So I, I think in terms of this selection, I think you can kind of let that one go, but those things might have been dictated by other factors. But I think when you looked at the kind of the, the shape of the game, it's like, like you just said about McFred, you know, again, you don't win or lose this game because of McFred. You know, we've said this so many times, you win and lose this game because your key players, your key leaders are not, doing their jobs so you, you've got to kind of look at it from back to front and I think we'll do that today we'll look at defense we'll look at midfield we'll look at attack because I think it's it's important to kind of break these things down the second half was better and I would say you know I, I, when, when I say about leaders who am I talking about I'm talking about the two center backs I'm talking about Ronaldo I'm talking about Bruno and I'm talking about Rashford so they're kind of the five leaders on the pitch I won't include Cavani he came when I was a sub but they're the ones that you need to kind of drive the traffic 
the energy of the team. You know, get things right, short balls, long balls, keeping it all nice and smart and neat and, and replicating what the leaders do on a training pitch onto a proper field of play. We just didn't see it. You know, I think the second half, I think out of the, those five, I think Marcus Rashford was probably the best. That He kind of got his game together and he got his energy together and you could see that he was trying to drive the ball. But of course, Marcus makes mistakes. He's that kind of player. So he's never going to look the most slick, maybe compared to others. But, you know, like Bruno Fernandes, like what is Bruno Fernandes at the moment? You know, I wrote an article about him the other day about him being world-class and that's based on stats. You know, when you look at his stats for 12 months, they are elite. You know, they're absolutely top-level world-class. We need Bruno Fernandes to start turning up. He is not turning up. Something is wrong. You know, we know he does all the gesturing and all of this. But I said at the start of the season, I was really worried about the Bruno-Ronaldo link. You know, it doesn't work for Portugal, so why should it work for Man United? Well, answer on that postcard says it doesn't work for Man United. So you, you've got to look at these things moving forward. I think for Ranić, you know, I'm sure he will he will come out and be frank. He always is, kind of honest guy. And we might hear a little bit more now about which players had COVID because United didn't want to tell the press that before. Um, so we might learn that as we go forward. But still, there's still like obvious questions here which are not being answered. And these look like questions from Solskjaer's reign. So we're into a new manager who plays a high press, who plays a different system, who plays more tactical, and it's the same problems with the same players. So you're going to get to a point where you say, is it the manager who's only been here a few weeks or is it the players? I think it's going to be the players this time. Look, Oli had his flaws and I'm going to turn around and, and we, you know, we criticise heavily Ollie heavily on this show, Rob, and you know, he he definitely contributed to, to the reason why he got sacked. But when you actually look mm. at these players today, and I did tweet this, I said during the game, there are a lot more players in the squad who are going to leave the club, in my opinion, if Ranić has his way and whoever comes yeah. in as the next manager. Then I thought genuinely because I thought, you know what, there's a lot of players here who could possibly do it. But we're sitting three, four weeks in now into Ranić's reign. He hasn't had enough time on the training ground. I know that. I mean, I was under the impression they might have had a bit of time on the training ground over the last two weeks. They didn't, obviously, with COVID. A lot of it was... Nothing. You know, sort of zero. They've had zero, so, and, pretty and much. And that did show. And then, look, that's not an yeah. excuse for Manchester United being so poor. But uh, when you look at it today as well, that first half, I want to talk about the goal as well, because it's just usual usual mistakes Manchester United make in terms of... It's not just one error. It's a comedy of errors. You know, Varane, I've seen a lot of people say it's all Harry Maguire. Sorry, Varane took way too long on the ball. He Varane was bad it. today. He was very bad today. He is back after a very, very long time. He hasn't played since the yeah. Atlanta Champions League game. Yeah, it showed. Absolutely. He was bad today. It was a bit of a baptism of fire for him. Um, and then you looked at it, you know, Dallow obviously was looking at the man on the outside. Sam Maxman did what he always does, cuts in. And Maguire just, just got sold for an absolute kipper, Rob. And it's just it's the same mistakes. It was a fantastic finish. But immediately Manchester United 1-0 down to a side that's won one game one game in the in the league gave them confidence and look after that it's an uphill battle but it's these same mistakes you know these are these aren't bad players in my opinion they're not you know there are players that have got issues but they shouldn't be making those sort of mistakes they're doing it under Solskjaer they're doing it under Ranić I'm not going to sit here and and you know sort of have a go at Ranić he's been in the job a month but you know these are problems with these players and now we have to look at these players and say this needs to change. How is this going to change? He has to start dropping some of these bigger name players. This is the task for Ranić now is to kind of come in and find solutions to problems. Yeah, you, you have a bad start to the season under your manager, the guy that you kind of stuck with for three years. 
Um, lots of obviously debates around Solskjaer's own tactics, 4-2-3-1 and playing it week after week after week and doing nothing else. And then we get to a point where you bring in a tactician who can do different things and you see that the same problems remain. So then you kind of look at the players. So like you just said there, these are not bad players. We'll say that in adverted commas. Why? Because these are bad players. At the moment, these are bad players. That's how it goes. When you watch a game of football like that and you look like a pub team, you're bad players. That's what you technically are. So the, the solution must come from within. So I think that there is definitely a debate that you can had, be had around that the manager hasn't haven't had enough time to translate his ideas. So we know this. So 16 days off, um, really with that period of having virtually no training, you know, last few days they have had training. But do you remember before Watford as well, they had that seven days uh, where, where, where they had time to be on a training pitch. They came out of Watford, they looked worse than ever. And you're a bit like, hmm. That doesn't look good. So there's a, there's a question mark here about what's training, what's attitude, what's leadership, what's all of these other points that, that make a football team. I think we look at the front and the back, and we just talked there about Varane and about Harry Maguire. You know, Harry Maguire, his lack of mobility in these moments when things are tough makes him look rubbish. You know, and, and I think it's like this. So if Varane, say, finds his feet over the next year, it will be Maguire that gets replaced for that reason because he's not mobile. So if you have a, a centre-back who's not mobile and can get done just from quick movements and stuff like that, you saw today he got a yellow card and then I was absolutely sure in the last 10 minutes he was going to get another second yellow because he was kind of throwing his body over the top and trying to get tight. He's trying to do captain things, you know, leadership, throw his body in there. But of course, we saw that happen not so long ago and he got a red card for it. So I didn't want to see that today and thankfully he didn't do that. But I get the feeling that if Victor Lindorf can keep himself fit in the next few weeks, obviously he's got COVID at the moment. If he comes back in, it might be Maguire's the one who actually steps aside. Or I you might it, even see yeah. or you it, might it, even see Varane. If Varane can't get his fitness back, because today I was quite worried about how short of fitness he looked. I don't think we saw in the last 10 minutes. He was almost like limping a little bit around. And I thought, mm, that's a really bad sign. He doesn't look match ready at all. So you might go back to Maguire and Lindelof. It's like going back 12 months straight away. You talk about buying this top defender from Real Madrid. And then here we are months on and it's the same back two and the same issues. But just want to talk about the fullbacks because Delo got murdered today. He got murdered. Yeah. And when you looked at the shape of the play, and I think Sky showed it as well at half time. Newcastle had 68% of their play going forward down the low side. So it was deliberate. They looked at it and they went, we're going after this defender because he might be, you know, quite nice in the winger position at the top end, fullback, but he stinks as a fullback. And today he played a stinker. And you could see it. He just didn't know when to check. You said about the goal there, you know, he's got to stand square to that ball, right? When, when the ball is there for the attacker in front of him and you see Maguire come across, Fullback, the fullback has to stand square and look at the ball. And what does he do? He does the classic turning away, like I'm turning into my fullback position, and he leaves that gap open. Now, yes, Maguire does overcompensate by stepping across, trying to stop a mythical shot. But then, of course, they get the shot. It goes in the top corner. It's 1-0. Delo just is not starting fullback. So... Aaron Mambasaka, get yourself fit. He'll be back in the team. Well, what about this, knows. Rob? Ethan Laird? I mean, look, Man United in it, January, do they bring possibly, him back? Possibly. But the, the issue is that when things are so bad, you, you actually can't go radical. You can't just rip the whole team up. You have to do it step by step by step. So, look, Delo and, and Tellez are the starting fullbacks today because 
they've done all right in the first games under Ranik. So Ranik is saying, you guys have done all right, so the other two can sit on the bench this week. So that's the right way of doing it. We've talked about this, haven't we, about being there by merit. So those two fullbacks are there by merit today. And on merit, those two fullbacks are gone. Yeah, so I, I looked at Tellers today, awful on the inside, getting caught, not reading play, getting caught on the f- too far left, opening the channel up. Terrible. So those two fullbacks basically never played as wingbacks today. So in your 4-2-2-2, where you need your wingbacks being wingers, they weren't wingers today. They got penned back. And it, and it basically ruined the whole shape all the way through the midfield. You saw that. You saw them, Freddie McTominay couldn't do much when they were getting the ball. There was no out ball on the outside. It all comes down to there to fullback. So that's a bad thing. But I think the good thing is that you have got Shaw and Wambasaka. So these are not your, your dial, you know, be on end alls. Those two will come back into the squad now, back into the first team. And if Shaw can find, like, like Shaw does fit Ranyuk's system. You know, the way Shaw plays. So, And Shaw is a much, much better defender than to Alex Tellez. Uh, look, Rob, we saw the biggest issue with the, the 4-2-2-2 is that what we saw against Palace, what both these fullbacks did really, really well, is obviously they, they pressed very high and they were yeah. also the outball and they were they were giving us attacking width. Against Norwich, Norwich played a couple of passes over, exploited the space in behind, and that's exactly what Newcastle did today. That was one of the, that, that is actually one of the biggest I would say weaknesses uh, and problems with the 4-2-2-2 system is that you rely very heavily on the fullbacks to provide the width. And if they don't provide the width, the whole system goes 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 to pot. And we saw that today. I mean, I also want to talk about, you know, McFred because I don't think they were too bad today. Look, they, they did what they do. I, I don't think they had, like you said, not many out balls, not many options because of the fact that the fullbacks were not being able to provide that width. But also, we're seeing Maguire get exposed a little bit more. I do want to talk about Maguire. It's because of the fact that before with the four-two-three-one, you know, those those two were the two that are playing in the double pivot now. You know, McFred. It's not the same as how they were playing under Ollie. So I feel like the defense. It's not a double pivot though. Yeah, it's not. It's not, a, not a that's what I'm pivot. trying to say. That's yeah, what I'm trying yeah. to say. That the two, they're not playing a double pivot anymore. So what we're seeing is essentially is the defense is getting more exposed. But then looking at the forwards as well, I mean, look, we saw Rashford start. And we saw Bruno start, and then it was Mason and uh, Ronaldo up top. I mean, Marcus Rashford, let's talk about Marcus Rashford, because Marcus Rashford, for me, is not hitting anywhere near the heights that he can. He's not playing anywhere near his potential. We know he's been injured. Rob, he was absolutely awful in that first half. I know you said he was very good in the second half. I thought he was better. I don't think he was very, very good. But, you know, like you said a little bit earlier, he did, uh, you know, he had put his head down. He did work for the team. He didn't stop running. Yeah. But... There's some serious issues as well with that with the, the four front players as well. I'm going to say this now, Rob. I don't ah. know what has happened. I'm going to say this now. Are you going to say it? Are you going to say it? I'm going to say, I don't know what, what is going on. As soon as you've asked Ronaldo to run a little bit more, where's mm-hmm. his touch gone? How many times has he skied the ball? It's bounced 36. off his left leg. I mean, it's, it's almost like he's exhausted all that energy that when it comes to actually, he's not doing what he's, he's meant to be doing in the box. It's becoming a bit of an issue for me. Look, Cavani's probably <laughs> going to go at some stage. Yeah, Cavani's go probably going to go at some stage. Uh, we've seen Martial going as well. I want to see Mason Greenwood play a little bit more in that front too. It's a problem now. We've got so many attacking players. It's almost like the combinations, Oli couldn't find the right combination. Ranik's trying to find the right combination. It's almost centering around yeah. Ronaldo now, isn't it? Because it's a massive, massive issue. He's not offering anything outside the box, in my opinion, when he gets on the ball. And he's just showing his age, unfortunately. Look, if he's going to get a chance, he will score. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that he can't be an asset. He can. He will score if you get him the opportunity. We're not creating for him at the moment. So he can't create for himself. It's a serious, serious problem. Look, Jen Sancho came on today. 
and showed his quality, in my opinion, and he should be one of the first names on that team sheet. Even if that means, and people are not going to like this as well, Rob, Paul Pogba walks into this team when he comes back, whether it's in the in the two positions behind the striker, does, one of yeah. those, or he's, in, or he's playing deeper. He walks into this team. Anyone that says he doesn't, doesn't understand football, doesn't watch him play, he probably walks in ahead of Bruno Fernandes on current form at the moment, the way he's playing. Yeah. But, you know, Ranić's got some big decisions to make in January when he's got that full squad. I think he's going to have to drop a few of these big names. And as you mentioned, those leaders, some of them need to be dropped and they need to fight their way back into this side. Yeah, it's, it's important again, like we use the same caveat with Cristiano, is that it's not about like Cristiano, the goal scorer, Cristiano, the legend, Cristiano, the icon. It's not about that. It's about systems, how you play systems and how you affect the game. And, and, if you play 4-2-2-2 and you're Ralph Ranić and Ralph Ranić says to his boys, I want to play a pressing style, a counter press, which means that we have a higher press, but there's no real second wave. But what we do is we go and hunt in packs, we go and set traps and we go and get to what we need to go and get. Then you've got to go and do it. But it's really tough when one of your forwards can't do it. It's really tough. So what do you do? It means that the process that the press is lopsided. You set a few traps, the traps don't work. And what you saw today with Man United was at times that Newcastle were again doing what we saw against Villarreal, I think, in the first game in the Champions League, was literally walking through Man United's midfield. And that was because they worked out that they had to just basically take Fred and McTominay out the game by being combative against them and opening up these big channels. And, of course, you haven't got the forwards that can do the work because Cristiano can't do that. And I think, to Cristiano's credit, there were times where you could see he was trying to inject some energy. He's never going to be that player. So if you're going to play 4-2-2-2 or 4-3-3, unfortunately, realism tells you, football statistics and tactics tell you, you're probably not going to be able to do it with Ronaldo. Just what it is. You could do it with Cavani because of what Cavani does, but you can't do it with Cristiano. Cristiano needs to play either in a 4-2-3-1, where, like he did before at the start of the season, and that's where he'll be at the point in the attack. But then if everything else is failing behind that, which is what we saw with Ole, then you're not going to be able to get the ball to Ronaldo. So all of these things, they're not, they're not difficult. But I think the difficult thing is, is that Ranić would have been told by the Glazers, you pick that boy. Yeah, he would have been told that. You've got to find a system with Cristiano in it. So I think that's why we've seen this 4-2-2-2 basically since the start of the season. And I also think that's the reason why we saw half an hour of pressing against Crystal Palace and we have never seen it since. So it's interesting now because Ranić is going to have to kind of live and die by his principles, isn't he? So he's either going to have to look at this and say, right, I carry on trying what I'm trying. It's not working. You know, you're getting away with it. What's he had? So, so it's been two wins and a draw, isn't it? So... He's not lost a game yet. And somehow United did get a point out of this game when they probably should have lost it. So there are positives there, but they're small positives. They're not, you know, no one's celebrating them. But he's going to have to find a way to make this attack work. I think I put on Twitter that there's no chemistry with the forwards. So that's the issue I see with Marcus, Mason and Cristiano is that it just looks like they haven't got a clue who who they are. It's like they've never trained before. Like they don't know who, he, who what they're supposed to do. And I think with Marcus in the second half, Marcus played like a leader in the second half. Yeah. He actually got his chin up and he started running and he started pushing. He started driving the ball. Cristiano didn't. Bruno Fernandes is a headless chicken, just running around doing all sorts of nothingness. And you saw today Varane and Maguire had significant problems at centre-back. I, I don't know how Newcastle, a team as bad as Newcastle, were getting the ball on the at last third, and we're just kind of walking into United's box like this. It's like, 
this is Newcastle. They cannot attack. They're awful. And yet here you are letting them walk into the box and getting shots off. And again, thankfully, David De Gea saves Manchester United and he earns his money again, doesn't he? I mean, Rob, you know, there's a comment here from Peter saying Cavani, Greenwood, Sancho, Pogba, front four. That would definitely work. You know, you've got the right amount of creativity in there and you've got uh, players that, well, players that will press, Rob. But I think, you know, it's, it's really, really difficult at the moment because, you know. Yeah. We're not th- in a position is... to say anything will work, right? And, and the reason why I yeah. say that, sorry to jump in, Haydar. The reason I say that is that these are all highly paid professional footballers. Yeah. And you can see that whatever they're trying to do just does not work. And and you're telling me that, that Ranić doesn't want to press. You're telling me that's what he's doing. I don't believe that for a second. I think Ranić is trying to get these guys to press, but they're, they're making mistakes and that stops you pressing. So like when you look at Delo and Delo then worries about what's going on behind him, Delo can't push up to set the trap. So that's a problem. Why? Because then he's going to drop deeper. You look at the two the two midfielders, no double pivot, like we said before. Double pivot, obviously going forward like this. Not like that. More stationary, more trying to keep the shape and then pressing on the second wave. That's not working. The ball's getting fragmented. They can't keep the ball. You're losing it. On the left-hand side, Alex Tellez has to get right up there, almost level with Ronaldo to set that trap. Can't do it. Why? Because he's worried about what's going on behind him. So you can see the fear factor today in almost every position. And then you've got Marcus Rashford on the left, kind of going, getting the ball on the halfway line and trying to run it all the way on his own. And you think, don't do that either, Marcus. That's not what we need. You know, we need to pass the ball. So I think in the second half, United started to pass the ball a little bit more. And lo and behold, what happens? We scored a goal. It's like, yeah, you pass the ball and you score. So if they'd done that for 90 minutes, we might have won this game 2 or 3-1 or something along those lines. And you, you don't talk about it as much or as kind of as dogmatically as we are now. But I just think that there are so many of those issues. This is what Ranić has to come in and sort out now. He has to communicate expansive philosophies on pressing and working that I think a lot of these guys just don't want to do. Forget Anthony Martial, whether he works or not. You've got to look at, you know, your boy at the top of the pitch, you know, who everyone loves, Ronaldo. You've got to look at Bruno. Why are you working in the wrong areas again? He went and played number six today. It's the first time we've seen him do that. He went and played as the six in the second half. He didn't have a clue. He was dropping too deep. He was getting, going out of the play, was then going too wide. It was like, you're in the wrong position, mate. It's a 4 2 2 Where are you going? You're like, you've got to hold that narrow line a little bit and play from there. But he's trying to be expansive and open the play up. You can't have this kind of freestyling Harlem Globetrotter-style football. It doesn't work. And I think Ranik is still the right guy to correct that. It's just, again, whether he's going to have the tools to actually do it. It's hero ball, Rob. Too many of these players play hero yeah, ball. Hero ball. And, and the problem was, uh, you know, previously in the 4 one is that everything centred around Bruno Fernandes. He was allowed to do essentially what he wanted. And it, yeah. it was always a challenge. We were talking about it before, that when Ranier comes in, the question has been asked, many fans have asked this, um, you know, the question has been asked that, you know, with Pogba, sorry, not with Pogba, with Bruno, you know, how is he going to fit in a more defined system? How's that mm. going to work? Because that's a really, yeah. that's a really, really, it's a big question. He struggles when he We said that, didn't we? When, when Ranier yeah. got the job, that was the first question we asked him. How will he fit in a system where, where it's actually a system, where it's not like you get to kind of do what you want. It's like you have to do a role first and then you can kind of do what you want. It's a problem. It's a massive problem. When I look at this, this squad as well, Rob, I mean, what we weren't doing, what we did very well against Palace. I mean, the two players that are playing in the number 10 positions, it was Sancho and Bruno against Palace. 
Mm. exploited the, the channels you know those half spaces very very well we haven't seen that we didn't see that against Norwich we didn't see that today you know no. also overloading those wide areas so for example and this is it all comes back as well to the fullbacks fullbacks pushed up and then you know you had Ronaldo drop into that left channel Sancho, uh, yeah. Sancho and Rashford in that right channel Bruno into left channel you know creating overloads and then really exploiting but we just haven't done that and no, I do want to talk talking, about the, the, yeah sorry about the pressing as well because yeah. we didn't I didn't see much counter pressing Gengar pressing at all today we haven't seen that Zero. it's very very difficult for Ranić to come in he hasn't had a pre-season you know it's almost completely changing the makeup of these players you know a new philosophy a new system it's very very difficult for him to do that but the basics, Rob, the basics were not done today in and out of possession. And that's mm. why, you know, in, in, look, January is going to come. There's questions, you know, do you see any January signings? May not have to get a midfielder in, Rob. They have to get a midfielder in. There's a lot of talk about Kamara from Marseille. Whoever it is, May not need to get someone in who's going to fit the, the system well and give us what we're lacking. But I'm not convinced anyone's going to come in. And it, it, I think it's going to be a difficult season. I don't see us finishing in the top four after seeing the way Tottenham are looking very Conte-like. They're looking very, very very good. They're going to get better each week. Arsenal have seemed to have hit some form. They'll always have a bad result in them. But right now, Rob, out of the top six, and I'm talking about the top six, there's better teams who are playing right now in better form than us at the moment. But out of the top yeah. six, I don't see United finishing in the top four. And unfortunately, you know, it's going to be one of those seasons where we're going to see more bad results. Let's get to the summer. In my opinion, still go with the plan. Bring in a top manager, whether it's Ten Hag or Pochettino, whoever it is, and then build from there. And then gut out the players he doesn't, whoever that manager wants and doesn't want. Whoa, 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 whoa. This manager's had what four games, something like that, yeah. So like we're talking like this is like the end of the world. So it was a really bad performance. But we said on this show, didn't we, at two, three, four weeks ago, you might see these performances. And we are seeing them because, you know, like, what, did I see Kieran put there about, you know, you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. Yeah, yeah. You know, this, this is exactly what it is. So, like, as much as, like, people love Ronaldo and do the Viva Ronaldo thing and all of this, people love Bruno and people have their favourites at Manchester United, the truth is that there are fundamental issues. And some of these issues we are now seeing was not necessarily just Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, Kieran McKenna. It wasn't uh, Michael Carrick. It's the players. So the players have to buy in. So whatever Ralph Rangnick does or wants them to do, they better start doing it because this is the whole thing about it. It's like, you know, we like you just said there, oh, well, you know, the, the plan is go and get manager. So what do you do? You go and get Pochettino or someone like that. You go and get Ten Hag. You think Ten Hag's fixing this today? No chance. Do you think Pochettino can do better than what we saw with Rangnick today? No chance. They're all going to be, it's the same issue that carries on and on and on. It's like a, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So this is an issue in Man United with the players and you need to find a way. Someone, uh, I think a journalist I know as well, talked about recently to me about the dressing room and we talked about kind of how there'd been quite a lot of harmony at United and players were happy and all of this. But it now feels like they need a shake-up. Yeah, it now feels like they need a rocket in the dressing room. You know, someone needs to blow it up and basically say, let's start again. You know, these things, you know, that you, your leaders aren't leading. Your top player in Ronaldo is scoring your goals, but it's not helping you win. You know, it's like, again, another NBA analogy. You can have all the superstars in your team, but at the end of the day, you've got to win. If you win, that's what that, that, that team is what is the team you need to take you forward. And I look at United a little bit like that. I don't care for superstars. I don't care for top players. I care for players that do their job. So, you know, the first issue is so looking at this, how do you make this work, is you've got to kind of look at that back four again. You've got to say to yourself, well, Varane and Maguire, that's your kind of building blocks. But I do think your, your starting fullbacks come straight back in. I think Wan-Bissaka comes in. 
It doesn't matter if Wan-Bissaka can't cross a ball. He has to help the defence first. That's what he has to do. And if, if Delo and Tellers are your alternatives, but they can't defend, then you're in trouble, aren't you? Because you've got a centre-back that can't run. So these are problems that you need to solve from within. And I don't believe that a Pochettino would walk in today and go, yep, I've got the solution. There we go and we fix it. It doesn't work like that. So, no, no, there's, there's a lot four, of holes four in game, this team. Four games in, well. four games in, let's take a deep breath. Let's swallow it and then go, right, let's see what happens in the next game. Because I think this is the only way we can do it now. Game by game process to see if Ranić can spend time on the training ground. And, and it is valid to say that these guys have had COVID. 19 of the staff were off with COVID. So it does matter. Like, you know, I saw again in our comments here, someone saying they've had COVID. I've been around COVID a lot. It's a really, really tough disease to get over. And we're not professional footballers. So these guys are athletes. You could see the look miles off it today. But I also agree that we shouldn't make excuses because the, the, we're in this position because of the players from top to bottom, the superstars to the fringe players. They're all responsible. They've all got to carry the load. They've all got to be. Ca- they've all got to carry it for the fans. You know, they've got to go out there and do better. At least see them run into the ground. That's why I said that about Marcus. Because Marcus put a shift in in the second half. He was awful in the first half. He put a shift in the second half. I can't say that about every player on Man United today. They were better as a unit, but I don't know if I could say every one of them really came off the pitch you know, blood, sweat and tears. I could say maybe two or three or four, maybe, but but not every one of them. Look, it's uh, I have faith. I have faith in Ranić. I think he's got a mammoth job. We know that. And I think uh, as the time is going on, we're seeing just how big that job is with the players, yeah. especially. And, and that's where I will, you know, sort of almost give Ole Gunnar Solskjaer a little bit of uh you know, or sort of a little bit of uh, respite because, look, he had to go and a lot of the issues he created were himself. But these players, we're starting to see as well, you know, this is not the first time it's happened under a manager. But um, are we getting Ranić's comments? I can well, yeah, hear guys, in the comments. So if, Chuck, we could, Chuck, if we could actually yeah, get the comments, in. that would be lovely. Because I think it's important today what he says. I, I said at half time, I'm so interested about how he sees this because he's the guy communicating the strategy and the philosophy to the players. And I cannot believe for a second he's saying, guys, you know, play slowly from out the back, play the ball sideways. He's already said to all of us multiple times, I don't like sideway football. And what did we see today? Someone gets the ball, oh, Bruno gets so the ball, he goes sideways to Tellez. You think, hmm, it's funny, isn't it? Because the manager has already said openly, do not play that ball. I hate it. He said it publicly. So it'll be good to see what uh, Ranik's saying. Now, I can see, obviously, in our comments, people are saying Ranik's not very happy. So it'd be yeah. quite good to maybe get some quotes um around what's being said we'll we'll obviously fire up twitter as well while we're talking and see if we can actually yeah. get some quotes well look you know essentially he said the only good thing was the draw lack of physicality lack of performance too many too many i believe that says sideways or giveaways uh and sideways go. passing look it's it's not something that um you know it's rocket science i'm actually happy he's turned around and said that in in the uh in the press here's, sort of... here's a quote here's a quote let's do it yeah let's do it properly today wasn't a question of body language it was a question of body we have got to get physical. Today wasn't the case. In possession, we had too many giveaways, like you just said there. Who wins the second balls, he says, question mark. What were the transitional moments, question mark? We need to improve. It's about physicality and energy. And it is. So the whole thing is that I'm glad we got a manager saying that because this is what we've wanted. We want a manager that's going to live and die by that. And these boys now better live and die by it as well. It's really hard as well, Hayden. I said on another podcast last week, when you've got, uh, well, you've got Premier League now with 20 clubs, yeah? That means 20 managers are managing 
20 sets of millionaires in every club from number one at the top from City all the way to Newcastle at the bottom. It's tough. You're telling these boys who are millionaires they've got to do more. Not every millionaire will do more. And I think at Man United, you do have that imbalance that there's a lack of hunger sometimes for some of these players. And sometimes it's a, the confidence comes with the hunger. So talking about the fullbacks today, I want to see those two fullbacks just go for it. Bang forward, like Luke Shaw did last year. Go say, I've got to go and do that job up there. That's my job. It's what my boss has told me. What did they do today? A little bit of fear, a little bit of crying, a little bit going further back, 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 back. Go and do your job. You know, don't, don't, you know, the manager's just come out on the presser there and said, we need to be more physical. He's not saying that to Scott McTominay. You know, Scott McTominay's putting his body on the line. So Scott McTominay might not be our best player. And Scott McTominay had a bad game today with the ball at his feet, but we know he's not a ball player. But he's not, he's not the problem with physicality, is it? I look across the pitch and there are many players, unfortunately, there who are just not physical enough. It's, it's the first thing when you play a team in relegation, battling relegation, sitting bottom of the table, Rob, you have to mm. front up with them physically. You have to win the physical battle. So Manchester United always did on Sir Alex. People talk about, you know, an amazing free-flowing football we did play, but we always won the physical battle. We always won the second balls. You know, we always fronted up. And and this this squad has not done that this season at all. We it, saw that under Oli, they weren't doing it. They haven't done it in the last couple of games. Two sides, you know, we, we look at these games, the run of games coming up up till February. Manchester United should really be putting a run on run together now and they should be winning every single game today you have to win this game and they're not doing it and you have to question and i don't think today was a tactical problem i think today was aggression you know how much how much do they actually want it um busting a gut and winning these second balls and fighting basically fight, fighting and aggression yeah. i didn't see that today and sort of you know rob let's sort of wrap up though on you know what does ranik now change for tuesday uh, against, not Tuesday, sorry, uh, is it Wednesday? I think it is. Or Thursday. I don't even know. It's Christmas. I don't even Thursday. know what day of the week it is this week. Yeah, it's it Burnley. Again, a very physical, you know what it's like after Christmas. Horrible game. Yeah, it's horrible. It's going to be very, very physical. It's going to be a game where, you know, if we don't physically front up, we will lose that game. There's there's we, no doubt about it. We we will. And, and, and I think, you know, to keep it basic, because I think it is basics, like, like go and do your job, work hard. You know, you look at each player and you look at them and in any workplace, if you're assessing someone who works for you, you say, is it a can't do or a won't do? Yeah. And if it's a can't do, you, tra you train them, you find ways. Yeah. You, you say, this is this is the plan and go and do this and this will help us win. This will help us be what we are. If it's a won't do, you drop them, you get rid. Yeah. If you, if you say, Anthony Martial, you won't do what I want you to do. You say, pat on the back, Anthony, off you go to Sevilla, have a good time. Thanks a lot. Bye, mate. And you forget him. You know, that's, that's football. That's, that's normal, common logic. But you can't do that for, to like 15 players, can you? You can't because you can't change a whole squad mid season. So, yes, you can go and buy players in January, and I think that might happen. I think you might see one or two. But what you can't do is say to Ranjit to fundamentally change his tactics just because he's got a bunch of, you know what, you know, I'm going to keep it like clean as we're, we're live. But it's difficult because I think that Ranjit needs to just carry on doing the work. The work behind the scenes takes time. And as bad as today was, it should not be a defining point of anything. You know, COVID is a factor. Uh, training is definitely a factor. The 16 day period of not being or um, of not playing games is huge. You know, like, they're not resting in that 16 days. If you, you think about it, they're still trying to get by and keep on keeping on. So it's not like they're having this 
you know time off and they're all feeling great about it 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 didn't work in that in that way you've got to try and find ways on the training pitch so for me it's a case of you know a wait and see let's see how it goes one thing i do worry about i will say this here at the end of our show is i do worry that this set of players might lose us potentially the best manager we could have in the next five years so I look at Ranić and kind of think to myself, he will be judged on results and he should be. You know, can he get these players doing stuff? But if the caveat is you've got to win games, Ralph, but you've got to play Ronaldo, it's the same issue that Ole had. Ole couldn't do it, you know, and not because Ole wasn't a genius or anything. Ole came second in the league last year and got to a final of a European uh, trophy. And this year, it all fell apart after that transfer window. And you have to blame the manager. He has to carry that. But we are seeing, aren't we, the same issues with the same players from back to front. And Cristiano is part of that story. I didn't really want to talk about him today because I don't think he's the most important part of what, what went wrong today. But if you have a centre forward that just cannot do that running, or you saw today, I don't know if you noticed, they pushed him wide. Yeah, and they pushed him wide because they wanted Cavani and Mason and, and Rashford at times to, to drive through the middle with the press. So what did you do? You just kind of put Ronaldo to the right and he's kind of out the game and you think, shouldn't be like that. That shouldn't be on a professional football pitch. You shouldn't have to make that concession for a team that's trying to play the Gagan press, trying to set traps. So I don't know how the manager gets this set of players to set traps when they are so bad at the physical side of the game. But we saw with Conte at Tottenham, they took a team who were the worst running team in the league they run 100 kilometres, I think, per game. And now they run 115 kilometres per game and they are number one. So it can work. It means that Ranić needs to get on a training pitch and say to these guys, you are failing. I'm not going to let you fail because this is my big chance as a manager here. I'm going to push you. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we see small baby sets of, of progression. But you know what? Hey, we might get to a stage in a few weeks where we go, top four is gone. You know, we're, we're still in the Champions League, so we go all out in the Champions League. Maybe the Champions League is going to be our saving grace. Maybe that will be the tournament. Maybe the FA Cup. You know, so there's still plenty to play for, even though the league itself feels like we're now kind of on the treading end game already in kind of January coming up to, and it's it's not a good uh, situation to be in. But there are reasons for that. You know, this is not mythology. You know, there's no mythology going on here. It's actual football issues, and the issues are coming from the players. My sort of final word is I take uh, I do take encouragement for what we're seeing from Conte at Spurs. And I'll tell you why, because he's had more time on the training ground than mm -hmm. Ranić has with his team. I mean, look, it's remarkable what he has done there. We know his quality. We've done a couple of podcasts on Antonio Conte. He's mm -hmm. a world-class manager, Rob. But you see, you have seen he has had more time on the training ground. They're out of the European competition as well. It's one game a week. I know Man United obviously still got the Champions League. Mm -hmm. But as soon as Ranić gets more time on that training pitch with these guys, because, look, you can you can be very theoretical, can't you, with the players and say, look, I'm showing you videos to do this, this and this. But until you actually go on the pitch and practice it as a unit, it's very, very difficult to implement in a match. It's almost like the players are doing it for a first time. We've played yeah. three, four, four games overall, one Champions League game. And he's, and he's also time on the training pitch. And he's also now going to be able to say, take Newcastle like today as the example. So he's going to say, I told you to do this, but you didn't do it. And I told you to do that, but you didn't do it. In the next game, if you don't do this and this, you're out my team kind of very simple. So players are going to have to start playing for their places. And this is what I said about, was it, is it a can't do? 
or a won't do. If it's, if it's you know, if they can't do it, then Ranić can teach the system to them. But if it's a players, if players won't do stuff like today, I think the fullbacks just didn't bother attacking. I think they did it sometimes, but they were so worried and in fear about what was going on behind them. They're playing Newcastle United. Newcastle have not got a threat going the other way. You should be able to say to Varane and to Maguire and maybe one of the, the uh, number sixes to go and look after all of that. But the fullbacks were scared, so they didn't bomb on. And because they didn't bomb on, the whole shape of the Man United team was skewed. So that's a, that is not a can't-do. That's actually a won't-do. So the manager needs to get on the training pitch now with them and say, do it or you're out on my team. And fingers crossed, that's kind of the way it goes. And I think someone like Luke Shaw again looks at this tonight. Aaron Wambasaka looks at this game tonight. And they're both like, well, we'll come and do it. You know, we want to we want to win. We've been in this team now since we've been at this football club. We want to push on. And there are other players at this club. We talk about the Van der Bakes of this world. Again, not getting in the team. You have to kind of question why. But there's some obviously things on the training pitch that are still not working with him. But what do you do with Ronaldo? How do you do you drop Ronaldo now? Do you say to Cavani, yet you're the starter, you're going to be the veteran striker at the top because you'll run and Cristiano sit on the bench? Cristiano sits on the bench. That's the biggest news story in the world that day. So that's a problem for Man United. But Ranjik needs to be brave. I get the feeling he will be. I get. I, he's that kind of guy. He's straight talker. He fires from the hip. I think he's the right manager at the right time. And I, fingers crossed, I hope that he gets a song out of these players and gets what he deserves because he's a very, very good coach. And this is a great platform for him to show that he is one of the elite coaches. Yeah, I, look, I'm going to finish with this, Rob. And this is actually a comment from Ranić. He said, we shouldn't look for excuses. We need to be better and get more physical. I was not happy with our performance with the ball or when we had to press. And that, mm -hmm. that's why, you know, we're, we're ending this show. And obviously, we've got a game in a couple of days' times. But that's why I feel, I feel I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed at what I've seen today. But I feel almost a little bit more comfortable knowing that the manager also yeah. has seen this. He's saying it. He sees exactly what no we excuses. Now he needs to make changes. No excuses. It's what I want to hear. Today was not good enough. And, you know, as fans, we are all very, very frustrated. It's not the way that we wanted to sort of, we had a, we had a break and we were waiting for Man United to play. And that was not the performance yeah. we wanted to see, was it? After but, that no, it isn't. It, it wasn't. But we did say, we have said it repeatedly, that you might get these stinkers because you're changing a complete mindset with these players. So these players that have kind of just swanned around for a little bit and maybe played a slower style of football, a bit more individualistic, kind of playing this kind of hero ball, as we call it. If you're getting a coach saying, no, you can't play it, it doesn't change on the first training session. But what we did see against Crystal Palace for 30 minutes is that they have got it in them if they kind of get their finger out, you know, they, they decide they want to do it. And I think that this manager is going to say that. And and that's the translation is that there will be some players that fall by the wayside, but at the same time, I still believe that players want to win, you know, like players, you know, play for Man United, you're, you're coming to win stuff. I think Cristiano wants to win, but you might have to make hard decisions and drop players that are fan favourites, that fans don't want to see out the team. I do not care who the starting 11 is. I care that the starting 11 wants to win and that the starting 11 gives everything 100% every week and they come off that football pitch. And if you lose, you say, fair enough, you lose some, you win some, but you tried. Today, there was still way too many Man United players that didn't do the job, didn't put the energy on the line. And that's up to the manager. He's got to get on the coach, go home with them and say, yeah, get on the plane as it is in these days and say, you failed me. So we go again the next match. So don't think fans should be too disappointed. You know. Don't be this is not a therapy session, but wait till the next game and the next game because you still like I think I think Burnley's gonna to be tough at home. I think Burnley would be a really 
tricky game because they are always going to try and set fires up across the football pitch. Yeah, they're going to try and hurt you physically. And that's what Sean Dyche will be saying. He was saying, this lot's soft. Go after them. Smash them. Go and smash them. Yeah, Ronaldo's up there. Go and smash him. And we might see that. And United are going to have to fight. Rob, you know, there's a good comment to end with. You know, other channels saying things like this is like an Oli setup. It's a very oversimplistic and it's just, it's very, it's a very poor narrative, in my opinion. Look, sort, sort of chalk and cheese between Oli and Ranić's setup. What we're seeing though, Rob, is the output is very, very similar in terms of, you know, the same issues. You know, these players are the common fault. Yes, COVID issues, but Newcastle also had COVID issues and their players gave 100% more than us. Mm-hmm. It's a very simplistic way. You know, the, there's a question here from Vincent saying, do you honestly think there's a difference between Oli's structure and Ranić's? Completely different. They're different yeah, systems. So, totally you know, it, 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 you know, that's such a simplistic way of looking at it. What we're mm-hmm. seeing though is completely different systems. Uh, different instructions but what we're seeing though is the output is very similar that's what we're seeing and that's yeah. to do with many 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 diff- different issues we've spoken about on the show today so look we, we'll, we'll we'll go through Definitely. this again after the Burnley game yeah. Rob I'm sure I'm sure if it's a similar performance we'll go through this again but look as always guys make sure you give us a follow on at TF Masterclass give myself a follow on at Hayden underscore Barney give Rob a follow on at underscore Rob underscore B Manchester United obviously have drawn today Cavani saved our day Very, very poor performance. We'll be back after Burnley. Keep the positivity and we'll see you next time. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.